It's episode 1099, and it's the Relevant Podcast. Here in Orlando, I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. What up, dog? In Los Angeles, California, I gotta figure out your intro, man. Uh, in Los Angeles, California, from Social Club Misfits. Yeah, I know. Marty. Derek has such a good one. I'll Dang figure it. it out, man. It's just, they they happen. What do you want? Give what do you something want? Just, what do you, like, uh, you know what? I don't know. Like, But Derek has like all the good ones taken, because that's who he is. I'm not there. I just don't. Yeah, and right now, in Dallas, Texas, our managing editor downtown, Emily Brown. Hey, y'all. Emily, why are you in Dallas today? Um, no, great. no, no. Before you ask why she in Dallas, uh-huh. we need to ask, why is your grandmother's quilt behind your head with yeah. cats? It's a cat with on cats there. On it's it. a, what is house. it? It's a couple cats. It's There's a couple cats, cat. a house. There's a bunch of cats. Um, I think different color, like yellow. And, and then I feel like there's like some quilts, African actually. print back there. So is your is your grandmother from Nigeria? So like I, like, <laughs> my mother actually made these, not my grandma. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. Um, I'm currently sitting. I'm at my parents' house in Dallas. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sitting in my mom's quilting room, slash guest room, because that's what the vibe oh, is. Oh, that's so cute. okay. Yeah, uh, so my mom is a quilter. Room. Her prayer room. It's kind of a hodgepodge. Her her like girl cave. My mom has that. That's yeah, why yeah. I know. Like my mom um, has like prayer books. So yeah, like I'm it. literally I'm staring at her like sewing machine and a lot of fabric and stuff. So it's fun. I uh, know you quilt too, don't you? Don't you join her? With the quilting? When I was younger, I did. Um, she taught me how to. Whoa. She taught me my brother how to sew when we were like four years old. All right, tell them why you're in Dallas. I'm seeing the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> she literally traveled to Dallas to see the Jonas Brothers in concert. So and what? to see my parents. <laughs> what? It's amazing! Wow. <laughs> See your parents. What? Yeah, well, hey, for, those noble reasons yeah. to go to Dallas. Now, <laughs> Emily, I, I think it's cool your mom's into quilting, but you can make fun the, of her. The it's okay. No, the, the quilt itself triggered something that you know. I want to ask around the table here yeah. that it reminded me of things I would see in like a like a like a Christian grandparent home. And I know we've oh, kind okay. of we've mentioned this before, but I want to have a little checklist right now of things that home like if a home has that quilt in it. Most likely, some of these other items. I want you guys to go through and, and oh. let me know if if grandparents' homes. Okay, real quick. Precious moments figurines. 100%. Yeah. A wicker basket in the bathroom filled with old Christian books like the Prayer of Jabez. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> or Charisma magazines from 1989. <laughs> uh, signs with folksy sayings about cooking in the kitchen. Yeah. Like like kind of kind of witty little... Okay. A, uh, a, a, a what appears to be a shrine to a, a grandchild with noting all their achievements that almost looks like they may have passed away in a car accident a few years ago, but they're alive and well. For some reason, they're just enshrined in the home. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, at least one piece of furniture with a cover over it. <laughs> at least oh, one. Yeah. No question. A dinner tray. Dinner trays in the house. Multiple, yeah. Um, numerous photos. In fact, most of the de- decor in the home is documenting uh, family vacations that took place more than 20 years ago. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. We had the cruise in 94. Yeah. Cruise in 94. We got. Yeah. You guys, the stats show you guys went to Mexico and Emily got your hair braided. So let's just be honest right now while we can. I did not. Yeah, but I came back to 
And he came back with like a, a problematic Weeby Jamin okay. shirt or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Thomas Kincaid painting. You got to have the painter of light somewhere in the house. They got it at a Christian bookstore. Foot, like the foot footprints. Probably yeah, footprints in the somewhere. sand. Yeah, I do want to go. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you were talking about the footprints picture. in the sand. <laughs> you were talking about the um, like the pictures that almost look like a shrine. I did go around last night and count how many pictures there are of me and my brother, and how many pictures there are mm-hmm. of my brother's kids. Significantly more po- pictures of my brother's kids. Like there are, of course, and they are the oldest one is only five. Oh, yeah. So we've only For had sure. five years to get pictures versus twenty something years to get pictures of me and my brother. Squat, Derek. Derek, are, are are black grandparents' homes the same as Jesse's white grandparent home? Like, is does that ring true? The aesthetics he was just talking about. Like, what else would there be? Uh, well, you definitely gonna have the, the the black Jesus with his shirt off picture. Mm-hmm. Yes, right, for sure. Right. A classic. Right. right. Well, Jesse has that in his home as well. So. <laughs> Definitely Those are rad a, pictures. Definitely going to be a China cabinet somewhere around there. I don't know if... Mm. Like yep. a hutch. Yeah, China cabinet. The, yeah, yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. back when I was growing up, it's probably not like this anymore. I hope not. But there's going to be furniture, not with one cover on it, but all covered with plastic. Mm. Uh, so we're going to have that. See, growing up in Florida, I never got that because you'd stick to it. You know, so like... like oh, you stick to it in Michigan. Yeah. It yeah, doesn't you matter do if you stick to it or not. You're okay. going to stick to it. Like you're gonna peel yourself, yeah. peel yourself off of that mud. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It'll make you feel yeah. really good about yourself for sure. Yeah, there's gonna be uh, photo albums for sure. If it's a Christian home, I definitely think there's some overlap with like the precious memory stuff. You know yep. what I mean? Wait, a cross wall? We didn't some, say a cross wall. There's gonna be something with TD Jake somewhere around there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a woman thou art loose <laughs> on TD Definitely, you definitely gonna have a TD Jake something somewhere. But let me ask this, Derek: Is it mixed in with the other DVDs? Like, is it just like, oh, you know, we could, you know, watch some some Medea? Oh yeah, because because her grandson lives, so you're gonna. Like Fast and the Furious DVDs yeah. and all that, they just got the random, you know. What I mean, you got a gangster movie like Minister Society, and then next yeah. to it, you got TD Jakes. You know what I mean, <laughs> it's just in the shuffle on the rack. I yeah. like it. Feel really weird awesome. now saying Sarah Jakes Roberts is coming up because we just were talking about TD Jakes. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. We love her. Yeah, you know, hey, look, that's just a, yeah, we, were, we were making fun. No, I, a, I, that, I, no, I'm saying good. that's a testament to the TD Jakes, like. Like literally, yeah. T.D. Jakes the power reach. You can pastored that all the black future grandmothers will have Sarah Jakes Robert. You know what I'm saying, dude? I, I feel well. Yeah. To be fair, I think he he <laughs> was even transcendent. Like I felt like I, you know, I have a pretty good awareness of, of T.D. Jakes. Like, yeah, dude, yeah, he's he's my on my Mount Rushmore. I mean, he's one of my favorite heroes. I, I grew up. Yeah. Listen to him. I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. No shade there. All right. Well, this is a good segue. This is a good segue because (laughs) no one preaches like he's handing the baton to our guest today. Uh, Sarah Jakes Roberts is joining us. This is and and if you're if you're tuning in for that, we we weren't talking about TD Jakes because she's our guest today. It just just happened to happen that way. Anyway, she's coming up later. Don't miss that. At the end of the game, we have epic battle. It's a uh, college football mascot edition. You don't want to miss that either. But stay tuned. Right now, up next, it's like.
You're listening to Blondes. The song is Beautiful World. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen season four. Episodes one through three of The Chosen season four are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for Slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right. Um, I was very pleased that this new... Well, I, I wouldn't say I was pleased at it, but I'm glad this study has come out because it is about um, the phenomena of, of and, and the prevalence of paper straws, Man. which, you know... Look, I'm a straw guy. I'm, I'm using a plastic straw right now. I, 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 I don't do the paper. I, I, you know, I'm not like... I wouldn't call myself an environmentalist, but I do think it's good to be conscious of the environment. I think we need to be good stewards and we need to good care stewards. for wildlife. And I remember that video a couple years ago that came out. And at the time, I think it was mainly on Facebook of this poor turtle that had a straw stuck up its nose. And there's a guy that got him on the boat. A sea, it was a sea turtle. And they brought him on the boat, and it took pliers to get that straw out of its nose. Do you guys remember that video? Yeah, I remember. I remember. It's very no, unsettling. I've never that's seen crazy. that. Maybe that's they don't crazy. have hands. They have flippers. And they can't, he got yeah. it in his nose somehow. I don't know how it ended up there. Poor guy. And, and, that's and, terrible. And everyone's <laughs> like, dude, we got to do something about this. We can't have turtles with straws. <laughs> they're, 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 they're the size of the straws we use at, 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 at Starbucks are the same yeah. proportions as a sea turtle's nostril. This is a problem. <laughs> Because they're ending up in the ocean, and if it can happen to this sea turtle, how many sea turtles are out there so true. with straws up at least one nostril? This has to be resolved. We cannot keep going like this. And so I feel like after that video, everyone got very concerned about this and mm. and, and paper straws that are showing up everywhere. And mm. and I think Dude. it was I think it was meant to be like a good thing. But anyone who's used a paper straw, it gets this. It's I don't even know why they started with paper. Paper, if, if paper gets wet, you yeah. see it dissolve. How did they think this? How do you think I'm going to suck liquid through my wet lips? <laughs> they could have done anything, but they started us with paper, and it turned. And it's been, you know, I'm a straw guy. I, 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 I if I'm if I'm drinking like an iced coffee or or like something from you know McDonald's or whatever, I gotta have a straw. And paper just doesn't hold up. Well. Uh, a new study has found that these paper straws may actually be uh, just as bad, if not worse. Um, uh, either way, either way, we got to we got to move on from them because they tested thirty nine oh. non uh, non plastic straw uh, uh, brands, and a ninety uh, percent returned with traces of what they call PFAs. Uh, these are uh, poly and plyfluorolec substances either way they're sure. they're nailed known it. as nailed it nailed close it. enough yeah who cares right so, sorry uh chemists <laughs> correct me they're they're called for they're called forever chemicals sorry, and, and they have substances in them that don't deteriorate and they're really bad for your organs uh so so um oh my goodness <laughs> so they're not just bad for the environment they're bad for you yeah yeah oh wow because it's not the paper but it's what holds it all together right? they made it worse yeah. they made the whole yeah. situation and, worse basically and, and, I mean, they, they even found Sounds this in 
and bamboo straws. Um, they said the only ones that are you know effective are the stainless steel ones, which I don't have any problem with stainless steel ones. The only thing is if you're drinking like a like a juice based thing, it's gonna taste like a battery coming orange out juice. there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, orange, you, yeah. you don't want you don't or want a stainless if, steel or smoothie. If you fall while you're drinking your drink, you could kill yourself. <laughs> oh. You're gonna feel like you're gonna end up like that sea turtle. <laughs> right. <laughs> and see how see how we like it. <laughs> the way that you described the problem the shells of, for- on the other foot. <laughs> of forever plastics, you know, like they, these straws get out into the ocean, all this, whatever. It's this one sea turtle with this it, one straw I'm stuck you, in I'm telling you, that's when this, that, that is when this took off. Is when that yeah. video went viral. All of a sudden, everyone's like, save the turtles. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, go... Find out. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a little offline research here. I don't have time to yeah. do it right now. Yeah. We got a show to do. Yeah. But I'm gonna look at the correlation of when that video of that poor turtle went viral, and when paper straws are just showing up. I, Create a momentum. In those offices, they said, "Look at this video. Do you guys want this happening?" To that's your what. Kids? That's what I remember. Like they they used this as a reference to mm-hmm. pu- push that bill. It was unsettling. <laughs> I mean, it was way up there. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember. I mean, he had to get pliers. Yeah, he was fine afterwards. He put it back oh, in yeah. his nose. I, and totally. honestly, he, kept, he like liked it. He like literally headbutted. And it. honestly, he was probably never breathing more clearly. Like it's after using Flonase. It was like, like a snorkel. It's like a snorkel. Yeah. It was snorkel. Yeah, exactly, Kim. Maybe he did it on purpose. <laughs> I remember in it was the 80s. turtle. In the 80s, my first experience with a paper straw was at SeaWorld because they made the case that plastic straws were destroying the animals in the ocean. And so SeaWorld was setting the example in the 80s, plastic straws. And I remember going on field trips as a little, as a fourth grader, hating the straws at SeaWorld. Like, like you have your, your soda for lunch and you have this like melty straw that was like all gross by the end. So I'm not a fan of paper straws either. Okay. SeaWorld right? did it. SeaWorld, the, the people that can, you know, trapped all these animals. Like, you know, we got to worry about these things. They really hurt people. They hurt the animals, these straws. But also, we are going to put them in a one-mile radius yeah, exactly. cage. And we're going to have a video yeah. called Black Blackfish yeah. in a couple of years. It's going to destroy SeaWorld. Yeah. But yeah, sauce. sure, you know. Paper straws. We like something. drinking through an envelope. Yeah. That's what it tastes like. I feel like I'm drinking through a, an envelope, a letter. <laughs> just, a just pour in the drink. Little kid and you go like the, you used to drink you, through you know, you're a little kid and you go to like the milk. That's what it tastes like. It's like you're drinking oh, through like an envelope. Oh, like a milk carton. You're just okay, drinking yeah, yeah, yeah. paper yeah. straws. Yeah. That's what it tastes like. I'm dr- And it's difficult. And it's like, as soon as you bend it the wrong way, the whole thing is destroyed. Paper straws are a menace. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. So back to plastic straws. I'm all about it. I I, well, I have them in my home. I'm Anytime. not saying I'm not saying we have to go back to plastic. Like I said, I think we can just find a better solution because what there's you, agave. You I mean, some of these what about cotton straws? Spots have agave straws. Straw? It's like sugar what about straws. Rubber? They what about rubber? But yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying. There's that's no a, way. That's a condom. That's not a straw. Was that? <laughs> no, Everyone just got silent on me. Like I was the guy from. Uh, everyone got silent on me like I was the, you know, like I was the villain from Riot with Carmen. I'm T-Bone. Jeez Louise. Everyone got silent on me. I'm just saying. Like, I was, other, other, like I was Robert Downey Jr. in Oppenheimer. Everyone just got weird on me. What happened here, guys? Well, I what think happened? you were advocating for replacing straws with condoms, weren't you? Like, and that was... No, well, you said a, a, a rubber thing. It's just, it's not, that's what that is. It's latex, you know? It's Seinfeld. It's common knowledge, guys. Do you, do you know that? Here's the irony in the plastic straw. Here's the irony. It's like, when you go to Star... I, I, we've got to move on. I understand, but here, can I just tell you that the, the 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 
it blows my mind the irony of this when I okay. go to Starbucks and if I want like an iced coffee right and it comes yep, out right. and they give me a paper straw with it I'm like it's great I will I will put this tiny paper straw in this gigantic plastic cup like you're all what I'm, I'm, the, the entire thing I'm drinking out of is made out of plastic but thankfully the little tiny piece we're putting in this huge piece of plastic is made of paper I'm just saying that seems well, the like the priorities can't go up a turtle's nose yeah, I guess. <laughs> Think about it. I, I mean, still, it could be broken turtle. up and fall. You know, whale, it could be it, destroyed and... I, I don't know the size of a whale's nostril. I don't know the size of a whale's nostril. Abolish paper straws. Just, we're just going to yeah. abolish, abolish yeah. paper straws. Yep. There you go. All right, what do you have, Derek? 66% believe that college degrees are often not worth the investment. Uh, Gen Zers. Oh. So 66% of Gen Z believe that a college degree is not worth the money that you spend on it. Now, this is interesting considering that millennials are the most quote-unquote educated generation in America with approximately 38% of us having a bachelor's degree or higher. Hmm. And I just want to say, good for you, Gen Z, because I can't think of many (laughs) freaking millennials that are like, you know what, college was a great idea. Like, this, this... burden of student loan debt that we're carrying on our back for the rest of our lives was a great idea so good for you gen z for watching our mistakes and improving upon that like just learn as much as about ai as you can and you'll be fine i really think that is what happened like i think gen z has watched millennials lament the thousands or millions of trillions of debt dollars of debt that we're in and they're like well i don't want that and i think there are so many other ways to get like an education that you need for certain skills um or internships like there are people sort of willing to take a chance on you especially if you explain like hey i didn't go to college because i didn't want to be in debt i think a lot of people actually do respect that and they're willing to like help you out and say you know what yeah i can train you i can help teach you these certain things now again there are always going to be things that you do have to have a degree to for doctors doctors dentists. yeah Yeah. Uh, jesse i see your eyebrows no you do you have to have a degree if you're gonna be a doctor (laughs) (laughs) i don't need uncle sam telling me who i can and can't have it working on my teeth no, 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 dog. Look, look. I'm gonna tell you right now. If you ain't went to school, do not open no surgery, <laughs> dentist, dental surgery on me here, at all. Here. I want you to go to school for eight years, all eight. And Minimum. I want you to do if they, exceptional at, if at, they at dis- your job. If they disclose their unlicensed, their unlicensed dental practice, I feel like I'm they good. should be allowed to go. It just has I'm, to disclose it. Man. It's teeth. I think we overcomplicate it. I think you go in. You go in a modern dentist office. It's like you're walking into NASA. It looks like they're about to put people on Mars. They have so much and technology. It and it a lot should. Of great stuff. They're it overthinking should. it. I, I, no, they're not. They're there. Listen, what are you trying to go back to? Like 1880. Do you guys think that people are? Do you think that people are dumber though? Like now, do you think that we have like now our generation is a little bit less educated no, I, than the previous generation? No, I, not I do at all. Th- yeah, I, mean, I, I just think about this. And in, in Orlando, like the plague came back. Like there's certain like plagues and stuff that are coming back in Orlando, in Florida. What? And I'm like, oh, it, there has to be some connection. What are you talking about, Orlando? Like, you know, plagues are coming back. We heard, heard it. it was in South Florida. We heard it was in your area. It probably is. It, it might be. A, it, it's something in the water. But I think that there's something to say about no, how like oh, we're, we're, wait, we're going wait, back wait, with a lot Martin. of the, all the advances. Uh, Martin, Martin, 
People, like people are getting like, people think like you know it's like autism and like getting like a like a vaccine like we're starting to like do like Marty, uneducated no one's educated here what plagues are coming back because I had no clue that oh, okay. I'll, right my goodness. I'll pull it up Dude, right now I just googled I just googled is the plague in Orlando and what came up is the CDC saying that leprosy cases have surged yeah, in Central Florida recently because people are washing their Chill out, bodies bro. Chill out, bro. I'm telling you, there's like weird diseases coming. Derek, there's weird diseases coming back to places like Orlando. Shout out to all my cousins, and they're right now. Orlando call me and beat me accounts up. for 20 percent of the leprosy cases in the world. Okay, now we're talking. Now I'm now I'm nah, starting to get bro, some momentum with my argument. Okay, crazy. there's other diseases too that are coming out that we're gone, and I think it has the cases is that um, I think there's a there's a lack of education maybe and and understanding like basic. You know, basic things I, that we all th- should know. There's certain this is funny. That the, the other thing, the other knowledge. thing that's come up is the plague in Orlando. The other things that came up was uh, TripAdvisor re- reviews. <laughs> Avoid this hotel like the plague. That yeah. is a whole bunch of TripAdvisor reviews. Yeah, I'm telling you, there's that. something there. There's something there. I'm telling you. <laughs> I, see, I don't know if it's. I, Orlando's I, the melting pie. It's, it tells leprosy, me the fingerprint of the country. Leprosy, dude. Yeah, leprosy. Not even they didn't get it in Jerusalem. Check this out, Derek. They didn't get it in Jerusalem. They didn't get it when you guys went on that that cruise to to Israel and had hummus with everybody. They got it in Orlando, where it's a melting pot of the country. It is. It's everybody's in Orlando. We're all going to Disney. We're all going to Universal and Sea World if it's still there. Not but me. that is a. It says a lot. I, I here here I, I do think for the college thing like if you're if you're Gen Z and you haven't gone and you're trying to decide dude you can learn a trade and you don't have to go to college I had some cameras over my house I've had some serious plumbing issues Derek I know you had some you had some water issues in your home recently <laughs> I had a plumber I've had plumbers come out plumbers are killing it man it's like how much is it 200 bucks to come out and then it's 100 dollars an hour after that i'm like i'm 300 dollars in before yeah. they even start turning a wrench like i'm telling you like there there are legit professions out there that don't require a college degree that you can make you just know, as much amount of money and, and, only fans you got <laughs> oh my gosh you got well okay i'm not talking about only fans but i do think that there are a lot of gen z that go other platforms and think like well I can just be an influencer and make more yeah. money than I ever will getting a degree and I it's hard to argue with them these days sometimes because if you can do it they're richer than us <laughs> exactly like go for well, it like like I said, even the trades people, like there's, there's stuff that, you know, the people, when you something breaks in your house, it's like, man, these people got it. They, they got this whole thing figured out. You know what I mean? There's always a demand for their work. It's relatively laid back, you know, like it's a, it's a skill. It's not like, right. you know, I, I think, I honestly think there is a, like, I hope the pendulum swings a little bit where it's not just you have to have a degree to get a quote-unquote good job because yeah. there's plenty of good jobs out there that are doing needed things that you're serving your community, you can make a yeah. good living, you know, that, that that is a tangible skill in a, in a profession that's never going to go away mm-hmm. that I think should, I think, People, more people should consider. You know, you like, can also girl who was on the podcast before me, she went to ITT Tech, and now she's getting her dental. You know, what I'm saying like the girl exactly. that I'm replacing, she's getting dental assistant. But, but no, we, we cracked a joke about her going to HVAC school or whatever. But I tell you, who's making You'll money? Make some, I'm telling you, are Derek, making, I know. If you are in HVAC right, right now. I'm you are real. getting 
paid, buddy. For real. Anywhere in the anywhere in the US, you're getting paid. Yeah. So yeah. hey, look. I know plumbers get, who get make a like trade. more than me, and I'm like, what am I doing? What am I what did I do wrong? Like just you know, like yeah, they're fair. making trades easy clearing it. Clearing 150 easy. Working for themselves too. Cause now you could work for yourself. Now you could work for put your stuff out there and you don't have to work for a big company. Back in the day, you had to work for some company. Now you can do everything yourself. And the smart people that are on trade like that are doing trades is they double dip and they become like influencers. Cause I'll be honest, I love I get stuck mm-hmm. watching those TikToks mm-hmm. of people like yeah. I don't know, cleaning a carpet or something like that. And mowing it's just grass. Like, it's mowing grass. Amazing. And mowing I'm like, yeah. you made money mm-hmm. from me watching this and you made money from just yeah. doing your actual job. They've got to it figured out. That's a fact. The website that had the leprosy article, that the tags on the article were leprosy. Orlando and then Strange Florida. So I clicked Strange Florida. Oh, Apparently, there's a monkey, a monkey issue in Orange City. That's what I'm talking um, about, guys. So We're regressing. Somebody We're was backwards. at the Popeyes. Somebody was at the Popeyes, and there was a bunch of monkeys on the building <laughs> terrorizing the customers no. as they were trying to go Florida's in. Florida's not the real. Popeyes. I just refuse to believe it. That's, that's, that's not. A, it's not a real place. It's not a real place. It's, it's, it's AI really generated. Not, it, yes, it's a. It, listen. Man, I'm there's leprosy I mean, and man. monkey attacks. <laughs> where do I where do I live? The things I've seen in Florida I've never seen anywhere else. Dimension. I've never seen anything else. In, like Florida is its own country. It's just different. It is. It's, it's a portal to another right. dimension. Like if you want to go to another dimension, you go to Florida first. Yeah. That is true. That is true. All right. Uh, what do you have, Marty? All right, guys. I got one. Originally, I was going to do the first one Jesse did, and then the second one I did was Derek, and now this is the final one. So thank you for giving <laughs> us all the same articles. I appreciate that. I had to read it quick, Emily. Um, okay, so uh, new uh, research from the Pew. Pew, Pew research found out that American Christians are among the most yeah. likely to attempt to communicate with dead relatives. All right, you hear what I'm saying? Wow. A report surveyed 5,000 people. They said uh, of all different faith traditions, 53% say that they've been visited by a dead family member or some other form. Um, I, I mean, I could see that. I've had people in dreams. I've had, I've had that before. In my, like I've had dead people in my dreams. So of like family members and stuff, and they'll tell me how disappointed they are in me. But I don't care. They're dead. But I think that um, this article is really interesting <laughs> because um, it, it's kind of weird that Christian Christianity is the biggest yeah. presence of people thinking that they're. I mean, they're contacted by dead, and I could understand that for sure. Twenty eight percent said that uh, they visited visited them. Why can't I say that word? Visited them to tell them about their life. 15% said that the dead family member had communicated in a vague way. Um, 34, 34% said they felt the presence of somebody. And Christians is 67% of that. And uh, as I'm reading aside, uh, it says that, uh, yeah, Christians are the wildest people there are. So that's pretty much the article. That's, that, but, but have you guys ever worked theologically? Have you guys ever had a contact? You communicated? With, no, not communicated, but I've with had a dream relative. where my uncle was just so disappointed in my life. And he was like, dude, like. Yeah, but that's that's different. That's like, not what I they're talking about. Rel- I had someone dead disappointed in me. How, like, how worse can it get? Like, this is an uncle that did, like, heroin. You know what I'm saying? Like, he had a tattoo of it. Like, an, uh, it said, right here, Chino. Because he would, like, a little. And he and he was in the dream telling me, like, what were you what are you thinking of? Like, what are you doing? You're ruining your life. He's telling me that. So, I mean, I had a dream like that once. But, I mean, I don't know if you guys ever had a dead person in your dreams or six well, sense action little Bruce Willis specific, action 
the study was also saying like I think within the last 12 months or the last year so like not just like at any point in your life did you have a dream where someone but like within the, the last, last year 12 months yeah it's like so Christians say I believe that my dead relative was communicating to me or visited me yeah. not just psychologically it's I'm mostly Christian 67% saying do, Christian saying crazy. it's that's what you know but, but do, do you think I mean just like you know Christians still are the majority religion in the country, right? If there's the most Christians out of any religion and the basis of religion is a belief in the supernatural, mm-hmm. is that kind of just a natural outgrowth of like, mm-hmm. well, if, you, if, you're, if, you're, if you're a self-declared Christian, then that means you have some belief in life after death. Now, yeah. even though there are prohib- prohibitions in scripture of trying to communicate with the dead, you know, is it just, is it just, I guess my point is like, is it any sort of um, uh, like indictment on modern Christians or is it just like, hey, you know, there are correlative numbers that more have to do with a belief in the supernatural than they do with, you know, Christian doctrine I, I definitely or think Christians are more open to the supernatural. We're always open to what God wants to do in the spirit realm. Like we always talk about spirit realm. Um, but I, I, mm-hmm. I will say also this, like... Um, in, in my personal life, one of the reasons why I think like I would have dreams of or a dream of like a family member was because of how deep the hurt was for me. So maybe that could be mm-hmm. a connection. Like you know, more than ever during the pandemic, we were all together a little bit more. So like you know, family before I only could see my family once every six months. Now I'm seeing them every day on Instagram. So it's like this connection is deeper with family members. And maybe I'm thinking you know when mm-hmm. someone passes away, that the hurt and the trauma might be so deep. Also that there's this element of you want to dream, you want to think of somebody because mm-hmm. it's so hard to be mm-hmm. it's so hard now to lose somebody versus years ago when you know you just saw someone over time now it's like we're seeing everybody every day it's like there's a bigger connection uh, than there was in the past I don't know it's interesting it's a good point it's a good point I also just found an article about a couple in Florida who had a huge iguana crawl out of their toilet crawl where out of their toilet Mm -mm. like came up through the sewage and came out their toilet there's a picture I just put it in the chat of this big old iguana that came out it's not because well okay wait I will say one of my friends had a frog come out of her toilet once and then she didn't use the toilet for a week because she was so scared can I be honest? The, the the thing that is surprising to me about this is that it made the news in general. It doesn't even seem that newsworthy. It seems like there's, <laughs> there's reptiles crawling out of toilets yeah. probably daily. I just want to talk about how quickly Why we jumped from the, the subject news? of dead relatives to the iguana. I just I don't know how that happened. I'm sorry. I was just not. I was just. I just. I, yeah. <laughs> no, there was no segue. Cam, Cam was like, "This is boring." This is hey guys, insane. an iguana had jumped. Out. This is the. Bo- I don't like this iguana. Yeah. <laughs> Usually it happens during hurricanes, skills. though. That's that's, that's something that is real. Like during because oh, the, the pressure changes yeah, and changed. they have to so like during yeah. hurricanes they, they find a safe like, home. Yeah, you never know, and they could breathe underwater. So they're they go up, they go, they're in the sewers, and they climb up the the pipes into your homes and come. One up time the I went to a Christian camp, and pooping. there was a snake around the bowl of the toilet, and I remember <sighs> op- like put into I saw a black snake Where in the was water. The camp? It's probably like in I think it was in actually Tennessee. But I was doing like mm-hmm. a camp. It was an event, and there was a snake in the bowl. And I was like, "This is the first time I ever was like aware of such a thing." I was like shocked that snakes could be. It was like a little he garden caught snake. the iguana with a trash bag. Caught it. Like, How big was this iguana? Trash bag over the. It's, toilet. I put it in. You can click it's, on it. It's, 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 it filled the bowl. It filled the bowl. That, yeah. Okay, the bowl that, that's. Up. 
that's the thing. Real talk. All right, Derek, put your in this is yourself in this scenario. You're traveling. Yeah. You're visiting Florida. You open the toilet yeah. lid to you know, yeah. and there's an iguana. You go to Olive Garden. Looking back at you. you. Go to Olive Garden. What is open what is your move? Like, because I feel like I don't want to close. I'm not clo- like I feel like I obviously I'm going to close the lid, but iguanas seem pretty strong. I don't know what to do at that point. Do yeah. I sit on They're top aggressive. of the lid and and crap, men? Derek, what's your move? Well, here's the first question, but even beyond that, you still got to take a dump. So, you're, so imagine you're 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 on. You're the on. You know what I mean? Like you still got a situation going on. <laughs> it's you a bad situation. Can, that's a bad situation. They call uh, that a top floor when you go to the bathroom on the very top of it. When you take upper decker, upper decker, that's upper, decker. upper decker. That's it. They do that. Yeah. My my first step is to run out of the bathroom, shut the door, and lock it, and put a towel under the door. Um, mm-hmm. But when are you going back in to battle that iguana? You call the you call not, the authorities, I'm not, I'm, man. I'm, I'm calling going, I'm man. calling a white burly man to come get this uh, <laughs> thing uh-huh. out of my room because white people are the ones that that deal with nature a lot. It, it, that's a that's a fact. Hey man, I, I had <laughs> white burly my next dude door neighbor, with a big beard. You know, you know, man, man, they, they make good money. Doing yeah, that. my next neighbor caught a snake, like a python. They didn't go to college. Yeah. My next door neighbor in Florida caught a python, like a dead suit, because we have a forest in my back of my parents' house. He caught a python, and guess what he did? You know, he didn't turn it into the authorities. He kept it. He literally kept it. He made it like an like a, a tr- tr- whatever, not aquarium, but it's like a treacherium. I don't know terrarium? what Terrarium? Terrarium, whatever. Terrarium, and he, he made yeah. a, He put a python in it. It's like he, he, now it's his friend. He gave it a name. You know, he, he dresses it up on Halloween with like hats. <laughs> like this guy totally just, <laughs> like God's will, you know, when God said like to like show dominion over animals, he did that. And they, that's what happened. Yeah. Can I, can yeah, I? put little hats on yeah, it. I need Pink. you guys to take on something. I recently had some people down in my crawl space under my home because of the aforementioned plumbing issues. Wait a second. Wait a second. One of the guys goes under there. He goes under there, and I hear a loud noise, and I'm like, what in the, what on earth was that? I hope everything's okay. And I, he came out a little while later. He's in the jumpsuit thing, and I'm like, hey, what was that sound? He's like, oh, I threw firecrackers under the house. I'm like, why did you throw firecrackers? He's like... Well, in case there's a big animal down there, it'll scare them out. Oh. And I'm like, do they teach that in, in like, it's wisdom? W- you know, That's in a your family trade secret. It's and he's wisdom. like, no, man, I came up with that all on my own. He's like, I didn't tell and anybody I, before I, I threw really the firework. I didn't feel also. about that. Jesse, you're like working because I've been doing this because you don't know about fireworks. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. An M90 is going to blow up under your house. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, there could be a gas leak under there, my dude. But oh my either God. way, I've gone I've gone in the crawl space before, and all your it's terror. It is sheer terror. For sure. Like, you feel like, if I get attacked, I'm on their turf, right? I got nowhere to go. I'm crawling around down here. I can see his logic with fireworks, but sh- should I be concerned that, that that was the guy's method? Yeah, that's a little Why didn't concerning. He, he went rogue. Did he think air horn? Why didn't he yeah, think of air that's horn? I need right? to know that's, how many times yeah. he's done this, or was he just, he was like, it this guy seems like, like he a- does it. I was wondering no, if he was it sounded like it this is you. standard he practice. He has a rollover on like, the oh, fireworks. Yeah, I threw, I threw he has fireworks from like ju- ju- you know July Fourth. He's like, I still got these tax write off. Throwing part of my business, whatever. 
You know, smart guy. Maybe he's smart. Well, it's like, you know, every rule Every rule was made because something happened that now we need to make a rule. He, the, the, why did he start using the firecrackers? Like, what happened yeah. right before the firecracker solution? Yeah. Got, I want to know, yeah. did he yeah. use something else before he used the fire? Like, how did, yeah. did he try out a few different uh, yeah. things? Well, did he just scream yeah. under people's homes? Yeah. Like, did he just like, oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, is that why he moved to firecrackers? Because he was just screaming under homes? Yeah. There's, like, there's other, there's other <laughs> What precluded <laughs> the firecrackers? Right. right. Either way. I want to know the, the origin story. I, There's well, story. Either way, I don't know what's least less terrifying for a homeowner. To hear someone under your home screaming or to hear an explosion <laughs> under the house. Like, dude, there's got to be a better. Can you get a whistle or something? Like, wouldn't that do the trick? So having said that, yeah, oh, so 67% of Christians, they uh, speak to the dead. All right, next article. There you go. All right. That'll do it for Slices. Stay tuned up next. Sarah Jakes Roberts joins us. You're listening to Poolside and Ben Browning. The song is Ride With You. Well, Relevant has a lot happening this year, and we don't want you to miss a thing. Make sure to sign up for our newsletter right there on the front page at relevantmagazine.com, and we'll send you our top five trending stories sent to your inbox every weekday. We'll also send you a weekly uh, podcast newsletter with the latest episodes, some uh, fan extras, and first peeks at the new shows that we're going to be rolling out throughout this year. Make sure to sign up. It's the best way to keep in touch with everything we got going on. Well, our guest today is Sarah Jakes Roberts. She's an author and speaker and the leader of the upcoming Woman Evolve Conference. She sat down with Emily to share an encouraging message for young women and young leaders who are navigating the world today. Here's our conversation with Sarah Jakes Roberts. What are some of the maybe big issues women are facing today that you're hoping to address and speak on during the conference? I think that women have intentionally shifted power dynamics between genders. I think we're seeing this in spaces of faith. We're seeing it in the entertainment industry. We see it in corporations where women have not just demanded a seat at the table. In many cases, they have push some toxic people away from the table in order to make sure that the table had healthy, organic ideas and food that can service everyone. And so I think that as we see the emergence of the woman, that there's also a necessary conversation that we have to have about what does this mean about our relationship dynamics with men? What does this mean about our need to also cultivate rest and nurturing so that we aren't so 
focused on domination that we miss out on the opportunity for restoration. And so I've tried to be intentional with continuing to add fuel to that woman's tank, to add structure to her vision, to add creativity to the strategies that she needs in order to continue to become all of who God has called her to be, but also challenge her to lean into vulnerability, into transparency, into authenticity, because you can have it all without pretending that you have it all together. I have found that in me admitting that I'm still a work in progress, that I'm still learning, I'm still groaning and owning that as a power, not a, a flaw has been really impactful for me. And it's something that I hope that other women are able to experience as well. What advice do you have for someone who kind of feels like they don't have space for rest in their life? If you don't have space for, for rest in your life, you're probably right. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're probably right. I think it's important that we really acknowledge that, that the way that some of our lives are set up, like we don't have space for rest because we're so busy saying yes to everything. We're so busy pursuing. We're so busy stretching that we do not have the ability to incorporate rest. And so my next question is, how important is it to you that you have rest? Is it important enough for you to disappoint people? Is it important enough for you to say no? Is it important enough for you to unplug when so many people are used to leaning on you? Because when we see rest as a, as a priority, not an option, we make some difficult choices and it shakes up our world. We don't get to be seen as someone who can be all things to all people anymore. We force our world to see us as human when we say, hey, I need a break, I need a breath. And are you willing to give yourself permission to really lean into the rest that can help you go the long run instead of just being on this endless marathon? Yeah, I, I you know, I've, and it's so wonderful to hear that from you just because you do so many amazing things. You are a ministry leader, you're a businesswoman, you're a wife, a mother, like you do all these things. And I'm sure that that can be overwhelming and stressful at times. Um, and so I'm just curious, like, how do, what are some practical things you do to make sure that you find peace and balance in your life? Yeah. I have started asking for help. I think sometimes we're afraid to ask for help in areas that we have mastered, right? So like when it comes to school runs, like I'm running it over here. I got these kids, like get up, get the breakfast. We're out the door by 730. And so it's difficult to say, hey, I need a break from this when everything is functioning. But the reality is that if I slept in for a few mornings, like that would help me with the remainder of the responsibilities of my week. And so I've learned to understand when I need rest, um, to ask for help from my partner, from friends who are like, hey, if you need something, let me know and opening my mouth and actually utilizing that. Um, I hate to say this, Emily, because I don't want people thinking that like I really like mean this, like the way that it's going to sound. But like I work out at five o'clock in the morning. Now, that might sound like I am just like so on top of my game and powerful. And it's not true. Like I'm telling you right now, it's just how I have found a way to do something that I enjoy. I box in the mornings. It's fun for me. And the only way that I can do it consistently is if I do it at five o'clock in the morning. And though I love the bed, like. Like, I love that Jesus died on the cross so I can get in bed. Like, to me, that's love. But also, um, you know, I, I realize what's important to me. And when I make that sacrifice, I feel better about myself. So um, finding things that bring me joy and not just responsibility has been restful, too, because rest is not always sleep. Sometimes it's just really intentionally tapping into joy. 
I do not get up at 5 a.m. to box. Although, on one hand, it does sound nice, but I do like my bed too. Um, maybe I'll try it though. See if it works out. <laughs> I do. It's rough. It's rough. It's rough. But once I get up, I like it. I do. And and then I also walk around feeling like, did you look at me crazy? Because I will one and two right now in a way that will change your life. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I feel like you got to have a little confidence of like, yeah, I box at 5 a.m. Like, don't mess with me. Um, I would feel a type of way if I was that person. So I, I support it. Um Okay, going back to Women Evolve, um, I did want to ask about this because one of the things I really love about it is how intergenerational it is. Um, and I, like, I love that just like seeing people of all different backgrounds coming together, age, culture, different things like that. And so I just love to hear from you, like, why is it important for women of all different walks of life to come together for this? Oh, uh, well, we need intergenerational healing. I think we spend a lot of time talking about millennials, this Gen Z, that baby boomers, this. And we're so busy talking about ways that the other generation can do better that we're not talking about how we can integrate in a way that takes the ball further. And I did not set out for Woman Evolve to be intergenerational. But when I started hearing from women who were 60 years old, 70 year olds in their 50s and 40s telling me, hey, what you said up there, it inspired me and encouraged me. It made me feel less alone as well. Then I wondered if we have a gift that we can offer one another throughout the generations. And so I love when I see like there's a, a woman there and she's brought her mother and she's got her daughter coming and her grandmother went to woman that weren't loose. And now she's bringing her grandmother to woman evolve. I think it's speaks to the generational grace that can survive in our families when we tend to when we tend to those more than we tend to the generational curses that separate us. And so generational healing is so important. Uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of a gentle parent, I guess. Um, but my parents my dad calls it soft parenting, which tells you everything you need to know about his stance on gentle parenting. But um, I have seen him lean into like, how did that make you feel? And I'm sorry if, that, if what I said came across harshly, because I think that there is something to be said about each one teaching one and how we can become better and have more rewarding relationships when we really choose to hear one another. I love that your dad is softly learning from you that's so funny um that like if we tear down the very shoulders that we're standing on we're going to always be starting from ground zero mm -hmm. and i think it's okay for us to say like hey you know for this next few decades like maybe we are going to lean into vulnerability maybe we aren't going to just sweep things under the rug but we are going to take your faithfulness we are going to take your work ethic because i don't want to keep starting from ground zero and i hope my children look at my life and they say hey she could have done a lot of things differently she could have done a few things better but what she did do well i want to keep in the earth mm. yeah that's a really good perspective to have because um I say this as a younger person myself, but I feel like a lot of my friends, there is this mentality of, well, all these things that are wrong, we need to get rid of them. But it's like, we don't need to, there's a balance there. We can't get rid of everything. We need to sort of strip away the the rough parts, the bad parts. Um, and so I would just love to know, like, do you have any advice or encouragement for like younger believers who are wanting to change things in the church? 
Oof, child. First time. <laughs> child, I understand why you would want to change some things. It's been rough, depending on what corner of the church you in. Yeah. It's been rough. Um, there's been a lot of abuse. There's been disappointment. There's been a lot of alienation. Um, then there's been swinging the pendulum in the other direction, and it's been way too free, way too much. Um, I would say to someone who's looking to change things in the church, to one, really be intentional about cultivating your own relationship with God. You know, Emily, when I was growing up in church, like if you couldn't shout, you couldn't sing, you couldn't preach and you weren't a prayer warrior, like you were going to hell. And I was one of them. I had on gasoline draws, according to everyone. (laughs) who knew me and I was like, all right, here she, here I go, buckle up. And then I was like, I might as well have fun on the way down there. But um, I had an encounter with God that just no matter how alienated I felt, I just felt like God was real. Like I didn't speak in the church phrases and maybe I didn't come across like one of the good girls. And then I made these choices that seemed so anti-ethical to what they said we were supposed to be. But there was just something in me that's like, I think that what I'm experiencing is God. Like, I think he's still talking to me and connecting to me. And that meant so much to me. And yet I still strayed away from church. Even when I started speaking, I was like, I'm just speaking. I'm not a preacher because I didn't want anyone to think I was coming in to contaminate their building. And uh, what I learned was to find value in the church as it has been. I think it's very similar to what we're talking about with the generations to recognize that this place, as flawed as it may be, um, was the place where someone came and felt encouraged. It's a place where someone came and felt loved, even if it wasn't me. Someone did feel this and to become curious about how that happened so that I could find honor connected to this building because you cannot change what you don't honor, not effectively, um, not in a lasting way. You have to be able to honor it or the people who make the decisions won't trust you because you don't respect what they built. And so I found a way to honor it, genuinely honor it, not just, you know, pulling something out of the sky. And from that place of honor, I found opportunities to influence and innovate in a way that would make sure there were no more little me's who felt left behind in a pew full of people. And so I say honor, innovation, and to really make sure that you're connected with leadership that that can be fluid enough to want to see a next generation reached with a new method, but the same message. You know, I am curious, where do you see the future of the church heading um, in the next few years? Um, I know there's so many stats that suggest that people are turning away from faith, that they are deconstructing their religion and finding something that feels more authentic and organic to them. I think that in the process of that necessary deconstruction, because I think at the end of the day, A lot of church people fear that as someone is deconstructing their faith, that they're going to somehow lose hold of Jesus. And I think that that is us living with fear. If Jesus is who we really believe that he is, even when they deconstruct their faith, faith at the base of it, 
they should be able to find Jesus in this. And if they can't find Jesus in it, then it needed to be deconstructed so that they had opportunity to really connect with Jesus. And I think that as this deconstruction is taking place, I think that as we are being less married to our tradition, that the future of the church will be a place where we are not regulating people's lives or personalities, but rather leading them to the Holy Spirit who can guide them in all things. I think that the future of the church is a place where everyone should be able to come and will be able to come. And that pastors, even when I see the mental health movement are no longer having to be the therapist, the judge, the jury, the lawyer, and all of these things. All we have to do is preach Jesus. And from that place, I think the church is going to grow because they're going to get more of Jesus and less of us. That was Sarah Jakes Roberts. Make sure to check out her upcoming conference, Woman Evolve. All right, stay tuned. Up next, it's Epic Battle. You're listening to Forrest Frank. The song is Thank You. Today's show is brought to you in part by The Chosen. Season four of The Chosen is coming to theaters nationwide on February 1st. And this season has everything. Clashing kingdoms, rival rulers. And when they're threatened by the reality of Jesus's growing influence, religious leaders do the unthinkable. Choose to ally themselves with the Romans. As the seeds of betrayal are planted in opposition to Jesus' message turns violent, he's left with no alternative but to demand his followers rise up. So get ready, relevant podcast listeners. February 1st is the big release day. Go get your tickets now at thechosenriseup.com. Okay, it's time for... Epic Battle. Epic battle. All right. So it's the beginning of the college football season uh, this week. And, you know, we always do some sort of college mascot game. Instead of doing the same thing we've done the last few years, we thought we would do an epic battle and determine the best mascots. Now, you know, Marty, the, what we're doing with Epic Battle is people argue on the internet all the time. I like DC. I like Marvel. Or, you know, this is better than that. Mm-hmm. We are going to settle it once and for all. That's what we're doing. And so mm-hmm. what I'm going to do is we're going to do two teams. We're going to do uh, Marty and okay. Emily. We and we're going to do Derek and Jesse. Be, be thinking of your team names. And what we're going to do is I'm going to give you a mascot, a college mascot, and a scenario. And then you guys will go back and forth to figure out who wins in this scenario. Okay. So, uh, Emily and Marty, what's your team name? Emily? What you... No, Marty, you got it. I see it in your All eyes. All right. We're, we're called the the Volts. The Volts. The Volt? The, the Volts. Volts? Yeah, because I'm looking at a Volt Apollo right now, and that's what our name is. We're the Volts. <laughs> Or the Volts. It sounds like a I'll real name. It. it sounds like something. Volts. 
Sounds like a winning team. Yeah. The anti-heroes, the, t- the Swifties. We can go for that if you want, Emily. I mean, she's Louise. We can go whatever you want. Emily, we can do the Swifties. Okay. All right, Jesse and Derek, what's your team name? Derek, I was thinking either, yeah, toilet bowl iguanas <laughs> or crawl space firecrackers. Your call. <laughs> your call. It's a, it's a, well, it's a win-win on, um, you know. Yeah. Ooh, thank you, God, for, yeah, we're going to go with toilet bowl iguanas. <laughs> All right, toilet okay. bowl okay. iguanas. Toilet bowl iguanas. <laughs> All right. All right, so uh, the Volt, you have Otto the Orange, the mascot from Syracuse okay. University. Um, uh, toilet Bowl Iguanas, you guys have the Demon Deacon from Wake Forest University. Uh, who would win in a uh, dance competition between Otto the Orange and the Demon Deacon? Now, I'm not talking about an actual Demon Deacon. I'm talking about the actual mascot that mm-hmm. runs around. That's what we're talking about. Okay. All right, so the Volts, you're up first. Tell us why Otto the Orange would win in a dance competition. I already know why. Deacon. He has a lot more movability in that costume. Uh, that's number one. Is that is that is that? Can we say that because these guys' arms and legs free, right? Like yeah. he's got yeah. he's got mm-hmm. good movability, yeah. um, you know. And 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 mm-hmm. also, I mean, I've seen him run down stairs and stuff like that. So he, I've seen him do backflips. Like he's got the, you know, like he's wow. got it. Like he can move around. He's he's limber enough. Some of those costumes okay. are a little tight, you know. Like you're with like a dinosaur. You're doing this, you know. Like you know, mm-hmm. I was watching this thing the other day where this mm-hmm. one of the Mets uh, managers was fighting a mascot, and the mascot couldn't swing at him, so it was a whole thing. But this guy, Otto, he could do a swing. You know, he can he can move around. He's got some. Um, mm. All right, uh, toilet bowl iguanas. Uh, what, what's, why would the demon deacon win in a dance contest? Well, I just did a quick Google image search of the Demon Deacon, and the, mm-hmm. there are several images of him riding like a Harley Davidson motorcycle true. indoors and on a football field. So we know the man's limber. The other thing, too, is that evidently they have a statue of this guy, a, a large statue outside the stadium. He's got a top hat yeah. and cane. If someone's got a top hat and cane, they got moves. No one wears a top hat and cane if you don't have if you don't get the moves to back it up. That is swag factor time. I mean, that is you have to be the most confident person alive to walk to walk out with a a coat with tails, a top hat, and a cane. You're going to have dance moves, Derek. Am I wrong here? No, you you 100 percent right. I agree 100. percent All right, Volts. Do you have I mean, any I final rebuttal? Yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Go, ahead, Emily. Because I was gonna, just gonna make fun of the Demon Deacon. So you you probably have way better stuff than I'm gonna say. We can get to that in a second. Um, I do want to point out. You know, the orange is circular, so he can do like some good spin moves. And I easily oh. think that the legs from that are sticking out of the orange could sideswipe the cane of the Demon Deacon, kick. knock them on their back. They're so embarrassed they can't even get up. They have to crawl away in shame. Like I, I see that. Interesting. I see that perfectly in my mind. Marty, please so, make so fun the, of the, Demon the, Deacon. The orange is spinning. The orange is spinning and the legs are taking out his competition. I got exactly. it. Okay, I see yeah. the visual. Yeah, I mean, right, I right. think that, uh, I mean, he... Let's just be honest about it. It just looks like an old president. Mm-hmm. That's what the mascot looks like. It's just an old president. He's got a top hat. He's mm-hmm. got a top hat. He's got a gold suit. Um, you know, like, I don't mm-hmm. know where he was going. Is he is he setting me up to my seat? Is he sending... I don't know. But he's got this weird chin. I don't know. Something about him kind of... It's kind of scary. I don't know. He's a little, he is a demon. He is a de- the so demon deacon. Listen, Sicko you remember... Mode. You remember... What was the, what was the movie? Uh, was it Grease? Where mm-hmm. all of the they were dancing, but they couldn't dance because they were supposed to be going to hell if they danced. Like oh, Footloose, Footloose. 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 Footloose right? Footloose. Footloose. Same thing. Preacher was telling them they're gonna go, they're gonna go to hell, right? Yeah, whatever. Footloose, right? 
Well, this is literally a demon yeah, deacon. He's, like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. He's going straight to hell. He's sending demon people. deacon bagging and tagging. Yeah, he's, yeah, I mean, he's he is he's old because he's been dancing in hell for so long, right? So I'm like, for me, I'm like, perfect. Well, logic. you know what, Otto, Otto that's over not, here is he's, he's, it, he's lovable. He's orange. He's a color. He's like orange. He's you know, orange. like who doesn't love a nice he's orange? I mean, come orange. on, give me, you know, it's citrus. It's beautiful. It smells good. What's that have to do with dancing? It just has everything to do with the everything. If you want to get technical, Cameron, I mean, we got, it's, it has everything to do okay, with everything. When you eat like a, when you eat an orange, you're so happy and you yeah, like dance because you're so it's happy. Uh, I, I can't, I can't, point, I can't count the number of times I've been out at a dance club and people are just mowing down oranges. Do you know? Right. Do you know anybody who uh, rides a motorcycle like that? The big Harleys who knows how to dance. Those people don't dance. They usually are chilling in the back. They're listening to you know. They're listening to Sweet Caroline. Ba ba ba. It's they a whole thing with those type of people. They Footloose. Yeah. They did it hands. I know, but that was hand Kevin Bacon. Hand. That's like the 80s. It was different. You know, things were just, yeah, the people were still figuring things out. Well, he's old because he's from the 80s. Yeah, he's been but you ever seen Sons of Anarchy? Those guys dancing? Those Sons of Anarchy, Sons of Guns? Those guys, yeah, you they're know. Also yeah. not wearing, mm-hmm. They're also not wearing Abe Lincoln style stovetop hats, okay? This is a unique breed of person here. He's got he's got swag. All right. Uh, I, I think the argument of the spinny uh, legs taking out the demon deacon, I think uh, the Volts get it. Out of the Orange no would win. Uh, all right, super quick. Uh, last You're one. Kidding. Here we go. Uh, the Volts, you have the tree from Stanford University. Oh, uh, toilet bowl iguanas, you have Eli the Golden Eagle from Oral Roberts University. Who would win in a hot dog eating contest? Uh, toilet bowl iguanas, you're up first. Go ahead, Tell us Jesse. why Eli the Golden Jesse, Eagle. Do Jesse, do your thing, Jesse. Because, because the fact that I think I'm looking at uh, – uh, Emily and Marty right now and they have the look like they're going to yeah, win for sure it's you know uh, uh, would you guys concede that real quick that you think you're going to win I know this? we're going to win oh that I yeah, think for sure. win. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure well guess what you just you you just dug your own grave because when you count ORU down they come back and win they just went to the College World Series they're one of the number one basketball <laughs> programs in the country and everyone bet yeah, against them well guess what they proved them wrong I, I, I tricked you you walked right into it it's a trap we just <laughs> I know. the game right I know. now I know I know I know but you have to understand and right. our, our mascot is like 50% yeah. mouth. That's like his trick. He's all mouth. So why is he not going to win? He's all, like yeah. 50% of his body is to doubt ORU. 50% of his body is mouth. He's like that one actor with that big mouth of his. Just kidding. <laughs> that one actor. Yeah, that guy. All right. Uh, Toilet Bowl what's your rebuttal to the mouth argument? Uh, uh, once again, that that only makes Eli a further underdog. It gives uh-huh. people more reason to doubt him, and that's what ORU does. If history teaches anything, Derek, you, you got anything else? About the, question not about, the question is not it's about not how many you. You can, He's a it's not how many can you eat at one time? It's how many can you? Who's going to eat the most? Now, when you look right. at the ORU mascot, yeah. he's ripped. That means he needs yeah. a lot of protein because he's been working out. Right. You see that's what right. I'm saying? So, yeah. like, I mean, look, hot dogs are, are high in protein. He just got done doing working out. He's been counted out. He's got the eye of the tiger. He's gonna win. Do you want to get technical? The eagle eye. What, what, He's got an eagle oh, okay, eye. Okay. Okay. One more. One more. One more rebuttal. One more rebuttal. There's a conflict of interest. <laughs> he, he repre- Eagles eat iguanas. He, he, listen. He th- th- that tree represents Stanford University. Okay. Yeah. Do you think? Do, I, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, we're the fighting trees, trees, buddy. Dogs? We're the fighting trees. You think Jesse. he's serving hot dogs in the in the cafeteria? You're gonna a whole you generation bougie, of Gen Z. Bougie Stanford students are are mowing down hot dogs. No, hot dogs are food of the people. <laughs> when I was at ORU, I guess it's come a long way since well, then. Last, so I'm not bashing it I, now. But here's the thing: and last time I checked, trees get their food from photosynthesis. 
Yeah, but you know what? You guys, so, you know, I don't even think they would. Worms. I don't even think they could eat a hot. Eagles are like eagles and puppies. Sometimes you have a ripped they're, they're eagle. Evil. That you have a ripped eagle, and you have a tree that gets its food from photosynthesis and light. I okay. think I'm gonna go with the eagle. Because eagle, have you ever seen an eagle in real life? It's patriotic. I get eagles it. I know. You guys, predators. you guys are not even using them. Predators. You guys are not They're even predators. using the excuses that me and Emily would use if we had the eagles. Patriot, patriotism. Don't give it to them. Patriot. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. What are we doing there? Just, just, off the muscle. <laughs> I've never seen a tree eat meat. If you could show me a tree well, that you're eats gonna meat, today. today, man. Okay, today. put me on. <laughs> put All right. Well, okay, you mentioned. Wait, you mentioned that okay. Eli the Eagle is like the super ripped eagle. That means he probably watches what he eats. He puts one hot dog mm-hmm. in his mouth. His body no. will reject it. It's not going to agree. You it's not going to agree. You can't get ripped. You don't get ripped eating hot yeah, dogs. Listen, but, but I've but worn tree... the costume of Eli the Golden Eagle. Okay, here we go. Oh my! This late in the game, Jesse, it kind of feels like you're just trying to. You know, this is a hail mary. I was Eli for one night. This I like was Eli for one. Can night. I get a fact yeah, check? Can we on get this? some pictures over here? Photosynthesis. Re- I can. Photosynthesis. I can, I can, the, the guy who was the Eli couldn't make it one night. I lucked into it for one night, one event at the Maybe Center. I wore the costume. Trust me. You know the guy under that suit. He liked hot dogs, okay? I <laughs> it smelled like hot dogs. It just smelled like hot dogs. It, smelled, it, was, it reeked of hot dogs in there. <laughs> All right. Well, the argument that the tree is half mouth was very compelling, but oh, are you never loses? Okay, Eli the Golden right, Eagle takes go. it. Hey. So, Tula Bowl Iguanas, you guys got the point. All right, that'll do it for the college mascot edition of Epic Battle. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank Sarah Jakes Roberts for joining us today. Make sure to check out the Woman Evolve Conference. It's coming up. Uh, you don't want to miss that. Uh, also, it's the last few weeks of our summer issue of Relevant. Make sure to catch it before it goes away. We have a great cover story with Lauren Daigle. Uh, we talked to Christine Kane, Judah and Chelsea Smith, uh, artists like Arizona and Naomi Rain and others. Uh, you can read it for free. Just click the magazine tab at relevantmagazine.com. Also, make sure to check out Relevant Plus. It is the best way to experience our content ad-free and unlimited. Uh, all the information is at the website and plan star as low as two fifty a month. You get an ad free version of this podcast, ad free version or uh, of the magazine, a beautifully enhanced version of the magazine and ad free unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com as well. Uh, I think you'll like it and we'd, uh, we'd love the support. Also, make sure to follow us on all the socials so you don't miss a thing where we're covering the intersection of faith, culture, and everything in between every day. Um, we're posting continuously on uh, X and Threads and Facebook and, you know, from time to time on Instagram and TikTok. But yeah, follow us. So we're either Relevant or Relevant Magazine on all the socials. All right. On that note, we'll wrap it. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Derek Miner. I'm Emily Brown. I'm Marty. We will see you on Friday. Have a great week, everyone. For listening to the relevant podcast check out our features interviews and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com and make sure to follow relevant on facebook twitter and instagram for the latest for more great podcasts browse the shows on the relevant podcast network which you can find at our site and while you're there don't miss the all-new era of relevant magazine a new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com
they don't have hands. They have flippers. They can't, he got it in his nose somehow. Relevant Podcast Network. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GAME to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. 